Good evening. Hope everybody's doing well today on this wonderful and beautiful Wednesday day. And trust everybody's had a good day and uh, has uh, uh, stayed nice and dry. <laughs> it's uh, looked like it's going to come a downpour uh, earlier. Uh, give me just a second here. I'm trying to get this uh, song off of here I was playing. Uh, but anyway, uh, I thought it was going to come a downpour earlier. got kind of dark. I was going to do something, but it never did. I think Brandy said it was raining in Johnson City a little bit, but don't know. So, But anyway, I do trust everybody's had a good day. It's been a, a hectic day today. I tell you, it just seemed like I just uh, uh, can't seem to get caught up. I just, you know, it, just a lot of distractions, a lot going on. Last couple of days have been super busy, and uh, it's been... Uh, been pretty rough uh, the last two or three days, and even running behind this evening, I was, uh, looked up and didn't have my lighting set up, and then uh, I looked at the time, and here's going on almost seven o'clock. I was like, "Oh no, I got to get uh, got to get everything going here." People can wonder what's going on, so I apologize for the slight delay. But I was wondering why I do the the slide like I do. That way, you're not sitting here staring at me in dead silence, uh, trying to. Uh, uh, get all this shared all my different pages and all that good stuff and uh, uh, that way you can uh, uh, Listen enjoy to some music uh, of course. I of course, you know my favorite is Stephen Curtis Chapman. I he has to be probably uh, What has always been my favorite? Uh, uh, contemporary Christian music artist and he is uh, uh, He's always been sincere, you know, I could uh, you can always tell you there's a lot of Christian music singers out there uh, you know just to be quite honest with you, they're full of it. Now, I just rather no other way to put it, you know, and uh, you can tell it. And uh, they're just, uh, they're in it for money, and uh, and that's that's all it boils down to. But uh, I can always, you can always tell that Steve Urshan was always showing uh, sincerity. And I'm not, you know, saying that all Christian artists are full of it, except for him. There's a lot of good, sincere, and wonderful people out there. But I'm just saying there are a few that uh, you can tell are... Uh, Anyway, let's look at our Bibles to Psalm 39, 12. And if you have your Bibles handy, that would be great. And if you do not for any reason, then, of course, I always uh, have a slide here so that you can read along. Uh, but Psalm 39, 12 says, Hear my prayer, O Lord, and give ear to my cry. Hold not your peace at my tears, for I am a sojourner with you, a guest like all my fathers and uh, of course that slide might be just a hair different uh, from the English Standard Version that I was reading from I uh, the reason being is uh, I lost like the way the slide looked and uh, so I couldn't find one that actually said it the way that uh, my Bible read so that was my fault so but anyway if you have any prayer concerns please by all means put those on the comment section as my mother-in-law has so eloquently done and uh, we'll be happy to pray about those and with that said Sharon Boyd says unspoken prayers our country yes mrs. Boyd I will definitely do that my wonderful dear sweet loving mother-in-law so I uh, yeah, she is a oh no I'm dropping everything uh, she is a wonderful lady. I love to give her a hard time, but uh, uh, but that's just uh, what son-in-laws are supposed to do, is to torment mother-in-laws. Uh, let's see here. Now, um, these are just prayer requests I had uh, from Sunday, and uh, I figure we'll just go ahead and, and uh, put those on there. Uh, Mrs. Hensley, Miss Kim Hensley, has uh, unspoken concern. Her and Mike are like my brothers and sisters. Well, Spiritually speaking, they are my brothers and sisters in Christ, but uh, they the world of them really do. Uh, let's see. Prayer request here. We have uh, Kim Penix, Murph, Nancy and Larky, uh, Johnny and Nova, um, let's see, Morris and Carolyn, Glenn Johnson, P.T. Glover, uh, P.T.'s mom, Freeman family, uh, Jane Kitchings, Verda Campbell, Tracy Kent, Vicki Talaferro, Wendy Lee, Ron and Thelma Thompson, Terry Witzel, uh, Chuck Richardson, Roger Street. Uh, he had uh, hip replacement surgery, so hopefully that uh, went well. And we'll continue to pray for healing on that. Uh, Richard Haynes, Joe Franklin, Jordan Unspoken, Doug, uh, again, Larky and Nancy and Chuck. Uh, let's see here. I'm trying to skip over someone's already read here. Um, Payne family, sick and for country. Uh, my daughter and family in peace. Annie and Bonnie, uh, their grandsons, grandsons Jonah and Carter, 
uh, Betty Whaley and family, Jack Mathis and family, Tom Kellum and family, Karen O'Brien, Uncle Jim and veterans, Pat Going, Sylvia Buchanan, Angela Harris, Patsy, two family, see, family medical, medical, what does that say? I'm not sure what that says. Uh, church, government, and the Youngs. I'm not sure what this says. Okay. Anyway, uh, Jerry and Joanne, Home, Homer Gardner, James Keller, Darlene Miller, and Michael Jason Vickers. Um, and uh, Jamie and Linda uh, Arnold says, uh, My mother-in-law's blood pressure is going crazy. Please pray for Betty Wadner. And yes, uh, well, we definitely will. I'm sorry to hear about your mother-in-law's blood pressure. We'll definitely be praying that it uh, will come down to a normal level. And uh, definitely praying about that for sure. And uh, let's be praying for all of our teachers. That's one thing I meant to mention uh, Sunday. And, and meant to remind Dad to, to have special prayer Sunday morning. And God home was like, oh, I forgot, uh, so I'm bad about uh Forgetting, but anyway, uh, let's definitely be praying for our kids, our teachers, teachers' uh, assistants. Uh, you know, it is uh, this is a, a tough transition this year uh, in new territory and trying to do online learning. Uh, it's uh, a lot of kids, uh, you know. We take for you know, I know a lot of parents. I made mention on there on Facebook about. Uh, you know, if they didn't have contact sports, I don't understand why they can't have classes in, in one person, which I understand, you know, and I agree. You know, I, they said, well, as long as we have the, the uh, option to uh, allow our kids to teach from home, and, and that's that's great. I, I agree with that. But one thing we got to keep in mind, uh, there's a lot of kids out there, they depend uh, on the food they receive, uh, you know, for breakfast and lunch. That might be the only food they get, and that worries me about those and kids who are in abusive situations and, and schools the only relief they can get from that and so we need to be really praying for those kids Now I do know when I put something on social media one woman uh, I think she works in the school system says that they have been delivering food so praise God for that at least some kids are out there still getting some meals so but uh, let's be praying for the whole situation it's, it's a tough deal for a lot involved right now so let's go ahead and have a word of prayer uh, of all, Lord we just thank you love you and praise you uh, Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day. Thank you for your grace, your mercy, your love, your joy, your peace overflowing. And Lord, I just want to lift up uh, these uh, prayer requests or prayer concerns. I pray that you be with Sharon's uh, request about her country and unspoken concerns that Kim uh, Hensley has. And uh, Jamie and Linda Arnold, their uh, mother-in-law, uh, the blood pressure will get back to normal where it needs to be. I pray that you be with Ron and Thelma Thompson, Wendy Lee, and Kim Penix. Uh, Lord, I pray that you be with Murph, uh, bring healing upon him. Uh, Lord, I do pray that you will be with the Freeman family, and I pray that you be with all those families uh, that have been dealing uh, with loss uh, this year. Uh, I know several families in the church have uh, lost uh, their mother or their father, and just pray that uh, you'll bring healing and peace uh, upon these individuals. Uh, Lord, I just pray that um, uh, you'll be with all the prayer requests, or all the prayer concerns. You know the hearts and minds of all those concerns I just read those who are watching and you know the um, situations and lord ultimately uh, no matter what the request is let us depend upon you let it let your will be done and let us understand that you are in control of any and all situations lord uh, help us to always submit to you in all things and lord uh, just pray that a special prayer for our schools our teachers our children and lord uh, just pray that you'll help them uh, during this new transition. We, Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, I uh, appreciate uh, y'all watching this evening, and uh, uh, we uh, I know that um, I've had uh, one or two people ask if we're still doing online service, and I'm sorry that we're still having to do this right now. It is, um, unfortunately, a necessary evil. Uh, I, um, you know, hopefully to one day, um, you know, we'll get back to the church. Like I said, when the weather's halfway decent, it's not too hot or too cold or anything, I'm going to try to do outside outdoor services. So uh, keep that in mind. Uh, so keep an eye on the weather this Sunday evening, see what it's going to be. And if it looks like it's going to be halfway decent, maybe we shoot for this Sunday. I don't know. I hadn't, I hadn't even looked, so I don't even know what it's going to be. Uh, it, might, it might rain. I don't know. But, uh, but if it looks like it's going to be good, we may shoot for this Sunday. So don't discount it completely. 
But keep in mind, you know, right now, unfortunately, it's a stupid virus is on the rise again for whatever reason. Uh, if you can trust the numbers, I know a lot of people, uh, they get, uh, uh, you know, there's a lot of controversy. And, and they, they've busted, like Florida, for, for a lot about some numbers. But as of right now, it looks like it's on the rise. And with my, as many of you all know, I have a very bad immune system so i have to be extra careful with all my upper respiratory problems and, and things that i have going on so that's one reason why i have to do uh, uh this online uh, at least for a while and uh, maybe the near future uh, things will calm back down and we can get back to some normality uh, but uh, but until then just bear with us and i apologize uh, that we have to uh, uh, meet this way uh, for the time being, just on Sunday night Wednesday nights, don't forget on Sunday mornings, uh, um, Dr. Vic Young, uh, my papa son, is, um, he still does 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. on Sunday mornings, so in person. Uh, you, you don't have to wear a mask, uh, but we encourage it, and we encourage social distancing. Uh, but that's not a requirement if you want to come out and attend, so just throw that out there. Uh, the other announcement is uh, don't forget... Uh, uh, now, I do a live devotion every morning. Uh, I do it both on the website, well, the website down here, <laughs> and the social media up here. And uh, so, uh, uh, but I was doing it at 7.15 in the morning because um, where my wife's going back to work and me trying to do this, it's kind of clashing a little bit with, uh, with, uh, with what, where everything has to work. So uh, I will start doing those at 6.15, just an hour early, which I think will be better. There's a lot of people with school and, and everything that's going on. I think it will work better anyway. In fact, I think I had a, a good attendance uh, this morning watching. So realize the live devotion, both website and uh, uh, Facebook, uh, will be at 6.15 in the mornings. Now, of course, once it's up there, you can watch it any time. And uh, in fact, I even had somebody ask me when it's going to be uh, on the um, uh, podcast because they like listening to it on the way to work. And so I usually try to get that uploaded as soon as I can. And remember, all you know, if you haven't subscribed already, now this is, of course, those on the website won't see this, but those on social media, if you haven't already, you can go to the Doc Young Chronicles uh, podcast on Apple iTunes, and you can listen. I upload all of Dad's sermons, all of my sermons as well on there. So each and every day, if you're out working or working out or just around the house or something, you just want to listen to it as you're cleaning or whatever, uh, those are uh, free and don't cost a thing. So they're just audio only, no video if you want to go to that podcast. But everything's uploaded uh, each and every week uh, as far as the sermons go. So uh, let's see. Of course, I mentioned Sunday morning service. Um, I think that's it. I can't think of anything, any other announcements that I can think of as of yet. But if anything changes, of course, keep your eyes peeled on uh, social media. And, you know, I'm always pretty good about trying to uh, uh, put that out there and uh, let you know of any changes. And if there's any announcements for those on social media, and if you attend Fat Life Bible Church, be sure and uh, get that out. Uh, you know, be sure to let people know that it may not do social media. You know, there's a lot of people who go to the church that don't do it. So be sure and uh, uh, get, that, uh, get that word out and let people know. All right, uh, let's look in your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 11, and we're going to look at Hebrews 11, 13 through 16 this evening. So if you have your Bibles, phone, iPhones, uh, iPads, whatever it is you use, and uh, i tell you what's really scary is uh, several people that watch on uh, with social media or on the website has a way to put me up on their televisions uh, at home. And some people have shown me uh, snapshots of me up there on their TV, and that is a scary sight. So, if you're doing that and you got your Bibles handy, then turn to that. But if you are looking at that on a big screen TV, Lord help you. So, <laughs> anyway, let me get over here and uh, get this pulled up in case you want to read along. All right, uh, again, chapter 11 of Hebrews, verse 13. These all died in faith not having received the things promised, but having seen them and greeted them from afar, and having acknowledged that they were strangers and exiles on the earth. For people who speak thus make it clear that they are seeking a homeland. If they had been thinking of that land from which they had gone out, they would have had opportunity to return. But as it is, they desire a better country, that is a heavenly one. 
Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared for them a city. And as me Peppy always says, bless this reading and the hearing of it to our hearts. And uh, one of these days, I'm going to have a t-shirt made with that saying on it uh, just for him. So he said he was he's laughing the other days. He heard me say that and he said he wished he had a dollar for every time he said that. So after uh what forty some years of pastoring, I'd say he's uh we'd probably be rich by now. Well let's go ahead and have uh, have another word of prayer if we may. And then Father Lord again we just come before you and praise your holy name. Uh Lord, thank you uh so much for your grace and your mercy and your love, your joy. Lord, thank you for allowing us to come together and to meet and to worship and to hear your word. Uh, Lord, thank you for this technology that allows us to still meet, uh, even uh, even if it can't be in person. And uh, Lord, we just praise your holy name and just let this uh, word go out. Uh, let this teaching be heard. Uh, Lord, let it be used to further spiritual growth, uh, to learn, and to be used uh, for the, for daily for our daily walk and our lives with you. Uh, Lord, just be with us and uh, help us and just let your spirit just fill each and every household watching. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, my friends. So, you know, you may have heard uh, uh, being strangers in a strange land. I say that's probably something that's uh, uh, been heard at least more than once uh, if you're a Christian or maybe if you're not even a Christian, you may have heard that uh, and that uh, we are uh, pilgrims, uh, you know, and uh, we're just uh, on our way through. Uh, in fact, uh, uh, it's been said that, uh, uh, well, I can't remember the, the person who said it now, but said that uh, uh, this this world is kind of like a bridge. You don't want to uh, build a house on the bridge. It's just a bridge to get to where uh, we need to go. You know, in other words, we are uh, in this world. We're not of this world. But, uh, you know, so we are uh, a... Um, strangers so to speak uh, if you were Christians and uh, you know you may be may wonder well how is that that we are strangers well you know uh, as Christians you know once you become a child of God once you've accepted Jesus Christ your personal Lord and Savior uh, things become different you know you've heard that uh, has been said that you're a new creation in Christ Jesus and we are we we, we think differently uh, we react to things differently uh, at least I hope so uh, there's a lot of people out there that uh, claim to uh, say that they're a Christian know Jesus and they don't act any different in the world those individuals I, I concern me I, you know hey if they say they're saved then that's that's between them and God you know I can't say otherwise but you know uh, actions you know, it can speak volumes as to where you're at spiritually. But, you know, when we uh, are saved, you know, we understand these things, that uh, uh, those things that you know, a, lot of, a lot of people in the world may find funny, uh, we look at and disgust. Uh, the things that people uh, are, are doing that maybe we used to once enjoy, so to speak, but now we come to know Jesus, realize, whoa, man, that's, that's wrong. We shouldn't be a part of that. And, uh, you know, I, I, sometimes I look back and, and a lot of things I used to think was funny and I look back now and I think, golly, that was, uh, that was stupid. I can't believe that I, I used to think that's funny. And, and nothing's worse. I've told you all this before. Nothing worse that I think is something that's hilarious. And I'll send Dad a video or a funny meme. And I'm like, man, you got to see this. And he just sends me a thumbs up or a thumbs up or, or I'll show him at the church. He's like, huh. And I'm like, really? I thought, that's really funny, you know. Or then again, on the flip side of that, he showed me stuff that I thought he thought was hilarious, and I'm going, not getting it. <laughs> so, but uh, you know, but my point is, is that uh, uh, you know, we may not always find certain things funny, but I'm talking about things that are in the world. Obviously, as Christians, we're not going to uh, want to be a part of anymore, and maybe not even hang out with the same people we used to. And um, it is, uh, you know, a lot of people ask me about that, about uh, those in the world, and. You know, well, they're my friends. I can't give up those friends. And, you know, and I and I understand what they're saying. You know, you, you've made lifelong friends. And I'm not saying you can't be friends with somebody that's in the world, but you can't have a, a close, tight knit relationship with somebody in the world. I, I think it just goes back to that not being, being equally, unequally yoked together with unbelievers. And it's just people in the world are going to bring you down as a Christian. We've got to be careful about that. You know, in fact, I was, uh, in my uh, devotions uh, yesterday, that's one of the things I was talking about with John Bunny. Uh, talking about um, uh, the uh, uh, Pilgrim's Progress that he wrote. You know, he was um, 
uh, and I'm getting just a hair off topic here just a bit, but uh, it is, um, uh, he was imprisoned uh, because of um, he was not uh, a state-sanctioned minister. He was trying to preach. He wasn't licensed by the state. He wasn't preaching out of the books that they said he had to preach out of, and he was arrested. So that's when he wrote Pilgrim's Progress. And one thing I was talking about when I was uh, uh, discussing that is uh, the sad thing is my concern, if the events of this world keep going as they are, uh, don't be surprised uh, if, if the government don't try to state sanction what pastors can preach or say. I'm not saying that. I'm not a prophet. I ain't trying to say that this is what's going to happen. But the, the seeing Bibles being burned, seeing the events that are being uh, being that were being revealed right in front of us, uh, you know, if they continue as they are, I guess, you know, but I'll tell you one thing, I don't care if it's me or my dad, and I know there's other preachers out there like that as well, we're going to stand up there and we're going to preach the whole word of God, and I don't care who likes it, I don't care who gets offended, I don't care who cries and whines and protests and rides, I'm going to preach the whole gospel, I'm going to do my best to preach it in love, you may find it offensive and good. And you may say, well, how would you, why would you want it to be offensive? Because the cross is offensive. And I want it to be offensive because I want to make you take a hard look at your life and understand that you are in need of a Savior, that you are in need of saving. And that's why I want it to be offensive. I want what is taught, what is preached, uh, to make, make you have a hard look at yourself, you know, and, uh, and understand that there are changes that need to be made. And that's, you know, when you look at Pilgrim's Progress, you look at uh, Christian, who uh, uh, met uh, uh, the, um, I think it was a sloth of despond and, and, uh, and, and the, vanity of, uh, the, vanity uh, the vanity affair and different uh, individuals who, who tried to, to draw him off the path. And sometimes he wandered in directions he shouldn't go, but yet he stayed the course. And eventually he made it to Calvary. And that's when the mark was placed upon his head. New clothing was placed upon him. And, uh, and, and then the, uh, the instructions, the scrolls are given to him when he went to the celestial city. And I see that's just it. He, he was a pilgrim trying to make his way out of the city of destruction. Just as we as Christians in this world, we are in a world of destruction. And we're trying to make our way to the celestial city. We're trying to make our way to heaven. And that's one thing, praise God, that we have, uh, as I've said before, I love the acronym, basic instructions before leaving earth. We have the Bible, we have the instructions to lead us, to help us stay on the right path. But you know, it's so sad that so many uh, don't spend that time in the Word, don't spend that time uh, reading and understanding and uh, spending that time in prayer. You know, uh, uh, this morning's devotion, I don't, and I'm sorry for those who, who watch the devotions, I, I don't mean to, to bore you uh, uh, restating things that I have discussed, but I, I feel like it bears relevance uh, in tonight's teaching. Uh, but, you know, we're looking at uh, Luke 24, 13 through 16, and how that Jesus, you know, a week here, a week later at the resurrection, that Jesus was walking with the disciples. And they didn't even know that it was even him, you know, it wasn't until after he sat down that he was revealed and they, 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 they saw these things. And, uh, and how that we need to take the time to really focus on God's word, focus on the things, pay attention, not merely just, uh, just, just, you know, I get out here to say, I feel like a record skipping. Boom. Okay. Uh, just, you know, just glancing at these things, uh, but really spending the time. You know, that's what I was talking about uh, this morning uh, was that, uh, you know, I remember all these great historical places my dad took me, whether it's Gettysburg or, uh, or Jamestown or these different places and, and these great monuments and things. And, and I was too hyper to, to really to pay attention uh, to what was, was there. I, uh, like I said, is where I hope to, to go back to some of these places and really, really take it in. Uh, but I know he would sit and he'd read all the, the different monuments and and, uh, uh, and really, you know, he, he didn't just walk past it. He really tried to uh, to understand those things. And I, I would like to do that as well. And uh, just like the um, Harvard professor, I told you, who was enamored by the, the poster and uh, of the prodigal son and uh, by Rembrandt and actually went, uh, I think it was to Russia, and studied it for four hours and, and just fundamentally changed his life. Well, God's word is going to fundamentally change our lives as Christians. 
But we have to study God's Word. I think so many people are in such a hurry, they just breeze through it. They just they just open the Bible and say, uh, I don't even know what to read, but I'll read this and say a quick prayer and run out the door. You know, that's, you know, and, and I understand uh, that kind of mentality. Well, I want to read my Bible, I just don't know what to read and, and go on. But that's why I post every day how to read the Bible in a year. Because it helps you uh, to stay up to date. It helps you to stay accountable. And so if you miss a day, you can go back and, and maybe read what you missed. It tells, shows you exactly what to read in the Old Testament, what to read in the New Testament. It gives you a Psalms and a Proverb every day to read. That way you can stay consistent. And, uh, and I'm not trying to act like a super Christian here, but praise God. Uh, this makes like the, um, hold on here, let me think here. The 14th time, come this end of December, the 14th time. Now, I have read through God's Word entirely. And uh, it just, it's such an awesome feeling. And then each year, it starts over again. And each year, I, you know, I feel like I learn something new. And it's just, it, it seems fresh. It doesn't seem like, oh boy, here I got to go again. It, it, it's something, it, it feels fresh and new. And that's why I can't encourage you enough to do that. So, as strangers, all right. Now let's look at a few things here. Uh, when you look at uh, uh, the uh, looking at the word strangers, if you look at the uh, the Greek in that kenoi uh, uh, or kenos, uh, it looks like x e n o s, but x is is chi in Greek. So uh, the kenois, uh, kenos or the kenois, uh, in reference to uh, strangers, uh, you know, you got to think that strangers was not looked upon as a good thing. Uh, in fact, a lot of times they were, you know, they stood out like a sore thumb. They uh, uh, was not well liked, uh, was not really, may not even been wanted uh, in those uh, particular places. They were that uh, that canoy, uh, that stranger, that foreigner. Uh, they stuck out big time, you know. So when you talk about stranger to strange land, you know, particularly when you're looking at, um, uh, let's see here, um, verse 16 but as they desire to be a better country as a heavenly one you can look at verse 14 they are seeking a homeland uh and verse 13 uh kind of going backwards here a little bit uh talking about how they they um, uh, acknowledge that they were strangers and exiles on the earth so um you know uh they, they stood out you know you gotta think if you're a stranger in a different place uh, in fact, you know, I can't help but think, um, when you think about strangers, uh, my mom and dad, they done some missionary work in Haiti. And, uh, of course, obviously, they stood out big time. In fact, uh, you know, I'm probably to see white people in that, time, in that region. They really stood out. But I always remember Dad talking about when he was in England, when he was doing his postdoctoral studies there in England, um, how he said that uh, people knew that he was an American without even saying anything, just by, the, by his posture uh, and, and how he uh, walked and things like that. They could see that. Even though he might not have realized it, thought he just blended in with everybody else, they could see those kind of things. And you, well, you all know as well as I do, if you're uh, showing up, you know, there's nothing more awkward uh, when somebody uh, invites you over. It's like a bunch of their family members. And, uh, you know, you're like the only one that's not a family member. You know, we've had uh, some very sweet people from uh, church uh, uh, that uh, has asked us to come over to their homes and such. And, uh, and we had a great time. But, uh, but it's kind of weird and awkward at first, you know, when you're around a bunch of people you don't know and it's like, uh, you know, they're all laughing and talking amongst themselves. They're thinking, uh, you know, all the people you know, the people that invited you, and just, it's kind of weird, you know. But uh, so you see that um, we look at Abraham, and we look at uh, his call uh, to uh, to go to a different land, a different country. You know, you got to think, he could have stayed at home and blended in with everybody else, but he chose to uh, believe and trust in God and leave what he loved and what he knew and the family he knew and trusted God to go somewhere different, to do something new. And uh, I'm sure that was a tough struggle. I'm sure that was a tough call to, to leave friends and family to go somewhere different. But that's just it. You know, we have to trust God. And uh, we have to uh, be ready to, uh, to, to be um, discerning of that call. But that's one thing I think is very important here, that it says these all died in faith. Okay, so because of their trust in God, 
because, you know, we look at Abraham, and you look at, um, you know, he's supposed to be the, the father of, uh, of a great multitude of people, and uh, in fact, that's what Abraham even refers to. In fact, even Abram, Abram before it became Abraham, meant high father. But uh, Abraham, meaning multitude, you know, he may not have seen it immediately, uh, you know, in fact, you know, he had his uh, his sons, and uh, uh, and then they had, uh, you know, Isaac. I'm sorry, his sons Isaac and uh, uh, and uh, Jacob, and and uh, um, oh gosh, my mind's went blank. Let's see, no, wait a minute. Let's see, Isaac. Wait a minute, I've got messed up here. I've messed up here somewhere. Let's see here. Yeah, Abraham and Isaac. Yes, he only had the one son, Isaac. Okay, because Sarah got. I'm sorry. Anyway. Isaac had Jacob and Esau. That's where I was messing up at. Okay, so sorry. <laughs> I guess so, like I told y'all before, I got like the squirrel running on the on the wheel in my head, and then uh, you know it, one little false move, and the squirrel gets stuck on the wheel, and it's running on with the wheel too. All right, it's not running on, on the wheel; it's running with the wheel, gets stuck. Okay. Anyway, you get what I'm saying. <laughs> so, but uh, but Abraham had Isaac and then Jacob and Esau. And um, uh, so they, he may not have seen it immediately, but then you see where, um, uh, you know, where they, they had their families and their families had families. You know, eventually you see where, that, uh, where this was going. But that's why he was looking towards the future. He was looking to those things that were to come. And so it didn't matter uh, if they, they died before they saw uh, certain things that God had promised them. Just like us, we may not live to see certain things. You know, we may, may die before we are raptured out of here. All right, and before anybody says anything, I know rapture's not in the Bible. We get that from uh, the Latin to be caught up, so uh, I'm good, all right? Because <laughs> every time I say rapture, somebody always emails me or messages me and say, you know, rapture's not. I say, no, I've never heard that one today, but anyway. So, uh, uh, but anyway, um, you know, we, you know, it'd be awesome. I look forward to be raptured up out of here with my family. That'd be a, a wonderful thing. But uh, if not, guess what? I get to enjoy God's promises uh, even when I die because uh, I know that I get to spend an eternity in heaven. And we'll get to that here in just a minute in regards to, uh, to heaven in just a minute. But uh, uh, again, you know, we are those strangers in a strange land. And uh, even Tertullian talked about earth being a, a pilgrimage. Uh, and even I like what Robert Louis Stevenson said. He's, he's talking about... Uh, how the uh, to to um, um, oh goodness um, the, to travel is better than uh, yeah to travel is better than to arrive at the destination so to speak of course I'm paraphrasing there but uh, you know sometimes you you've always heard that uh, that old saying anyway and the fact that uh, uh, people always say well uh, getting there is half the fun well that can be true unless you got an annoying little sister and. Uh, <laughs> You know, you know, kids have got it so good today. You know, I'm here. Of course, I loved uh, when Dad would take us to Florida and stuff, and I've always enjoyed that. And praise God that we got to go and these long trips. But you know, these kids got it so good today, man. They got iPads and phones. They can watch videos and movies. What did I have? I had uh, watching lines on the road go by. I had picking at my sister. My sister picking at me. Having to hear, if I pull this car over, I want to bust all your backsides. Don't make me turn this car around. And then we got to hear singing of uh, from songs of uh, from Brad and Jim Croce and B.J. Thomas. And hear, what, what, I like this song. Shut up, I like this song. <laughs> so that's what we got to listen to. So you little brats out there ought to be happy that you've got all this technology uh, to uh, to enjoy when you go on trips. But uh, I don't remember when my kids were little. Uh, they, uh, uh, <laughs> my son was getting mad. Of course, they were little. My son was getting mad because he said, my daughter was looking out his window. <laughs> you know, and I was like, what? He said, make her turn her head. She's looking out my window. <laughs> so I think eventually we had to get pillows and stuff to put between them so they would quit fighting. So remember that, my friends. Don't look out somebody else's window. You look out your own window. So <laughs> if she's watching tonight or he's watching tonight, they're probably going to kill me. So <laughs> anyway. Uh, so yeah, the, the, the destination could be, uh, be a lot of fun. But look at this way. Uh, our destination may not be that great in this as we're passing through this world as pilgrims of the world may not be that great 
and uh, it is things that we may have to battle, things we have to endure. But these temporary sufferings are just that. It is temporary, all right? But the arrival, the destination we're going to get to is going to be tremendous. It's all going to be worth it in the end. You know, you may, you know, this 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 ride may be like uh, back in the 80s where we didn't have technology and it was just it just, you know, stuck. But, you know, right, that could be life today, but eventually the arrival, the destination is going to be out of this world. It is going to be awesome, all right? So, uh we look at this here, of course, we're looking at these passages here and uh, looking at verses uh, 13 and 15. You know, one thing that we have to understand is God's promises. And, uh, you know, for those in the world, they're not going to see that. They're not going to understand what God's promises are. They're not going to. The God of this world has blinded them. So they can't see it. They don't understand it. That's another reason why we can say that uh, we are strangers uh, in a strange land because they look at us like we are strangers. They look at us like we're crazy. They don't understand. They don't get it because they have been blinded. See, these things have been revealed to us. Just like I was going back. See, there's a reason why I was talking about uh, Luke 24, 13 through 16 in this morning's devotions. Jesus was revealed. Those things were revealed uh, to the disciples when he sat down to eat. Here he became the host and was serving them. You know, I saw somebody this morning. You would think when he said, uh, when Jesus approached him, when he's like, you know, why are you so down? You would think of that right away. Been like, why would he ask that? Does he not know what's going on? But they just, you know, answered right along. So, you know, just like us, our eyes have been revealed. God has revealed his, his, his wondrous, his glory. His, our, our hearts have been changed dramatically. So that's why I think so many people get so mad and so aggravated at what we're seeing in the world. You know, we look at those in the world the same way. Like, what is wrong with you? You know, I mean, you can't help but see what's going on in Portland and Washington and all these different places and see the, 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 the lunacy, the, the just animalistic behaviors of these individuals i mean it, it is just mind-blowing uh the 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 very the the liberal mind is just like what i don't you know it's hard to understand it's hard to wrap your head around it and um and you know a lot of people get very angry i'm one of them you know i've told you before i'm one of those i have to really watch my temper i get really upset and um in fact uh, someone sent me a video earlier today showed this man with the american flag I didn't catch where it was at. I, I assume it's Portland, but I'm not sure. American flag, and, uh, oh, I'm sorry. I hit this with my foot every time, and it comes unplugged. My uh, monitor here, I'm so sorry. Hold on a second. Uh, give me a second. I'm sorry. Sorry about that. I hit that with my foot every time. Turns my monitor off. Oh, I just scraped my belly on sharp object. That hurts. No fun being fat. But anyway, <laughs> but he was had an American flag, and the guy was in his face hollering at him for having that flag, and reared back and punched him in the face. And then uh, the, all of a sudden, all these uh, the whole group dived on top of this poor old guy, took the flag out of his hand, and was kicking and beating him. And, you know, when you see this kind of evil uh, going on, uh, you know, it, it is hard. I don't know about you, but it's hard for me to be like, you know, Maybe you want to do things that would not be very Christian-like. <laughs> you know, it, it's tough. But that's because the God of this world has blinded them. These things, the, God's promises uh, has opened our eyes. God's promises has been revealed to us. Uh, these things uh, in regards to our eternal state, uh, where our destination, where we're going, uh, you know, uh, the, our, our, uh, the, the ability to endure, to persevere, the strength that can only come from God alone. We, we can trust in God's promises. And, you know, we have to um, uh, to welcome God's promises. We have to, you know, uh, I think a lot of people, again, uh, they understand it, uh, they get it, but it's just like, do they really trust it? You know, it's so easy uh, when you think about uh, God's promises, when you think about heaven, when you think about our destination, when you think about where we're going, you know, we have to, again, we have to stand out uh, from those in the world. You know, it's so easy to want to just blend in. We, we are been separated for a reason. You have been set apart for a reason as a Christian. So you got to own it. You got to live up to it. You know, who cares what people look at? That's what I told my kids a long time ago. Man, be your own person. Don't just go with the flow. Be different. As Christians, we're different. All right? 
And so we get to uh, enjoy those things that are about to come. We get to enjoy the things of heaven. All right? But I think that, you know, just like the old, um, uh, of course, Dad, uh, his illustration is a little different from this one, but it's the same same thing. Uh, it's talking about his guys, these kids, if they wanted to go to heaven. And uh, all of them said yes, but one. And he said, uh, you know, uh, well, don't, why don't you want to go to heaven uh, when you die? And he said, oh, I thought you were taking a group right now. Well, Dad's got one similar to that, but it's about an older gentleman in the church, and it's basically the same thing. So there's just different ways of saying it. But the problem is, we understand God's promises. We understand what he's, he's going to bestow upon us. The problem is, too many people are wrapped up in the things of the world. All right, you you know you know we should be uh, focused on what is to come. We should be focused on our eternal state, but instead we want the we the uh, kind of the good things now, so to speak. We're, we're wrapped up in what we can have now, and and our homes, and our cars, and our jobs, and our money. That's where so many people. That's where they're focused on. They're not focused on what's to come. They're not focused on heaven, and uh, they're focused on the supposed good things of now. And man, you know. Remember, all these things are going to be are going to be burned up. All these things are going to go away. You can't take it with you, you know. Just like uh, the old, um, uh, I don't joke if you will, but so the old man wanted to take a hunk of gold with him to heaven, and uh, uh, Saint Peter looked at him and said, "What are you doing with that piece of pavement?" You know, it we it is you know we don't need to be wrapped up on, on this garbage of this world. Yeah, you know, I've said before. Yeah, we got to live. You got to work. You got to eat. You know, you know, no man who a man who doesn't take care of his family is no better than an infidel. I mean, that's those things are true, but don't get so caught up in the things of this world you neglect to focus on what is to come. And don't let your 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 spiritual walk uh, have it a direct effect. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, your worldly desires have a direct effect on your spiritual walk. I'll get it here in a second. All right? But uh, because it's easy, it's so easy, and we got to be careful about that. And, you know, and we look at what heaven is going to provide us. All right, we look at the destination of where we're headed. All right, there's not going to be no more pain. There's not going to be no more sorrow. I think some people think, you know, I think it was, um, uh, I was reading uh, uh, Larson, is that his name? did the cartoons, uh, showed um, um, uh, a guy sitting on a cloud in heaven and said, I wish I'd brought a magazine because I think a lot of people think it's just going to be boring. It's going to be uh, mundane. There's nothing to do for all of eternity. Trust me, there's going to be things to do. God's going to have work for us. But here's the thing, there's not going to be no more crime. There's no mean no more need for police. We're going to be in a in a beautiful city, you know. We don't have to worry about nasty neighbors, you know. I remember living in an apartment uh, when I first moved down on my own, and you could hear people walking around up there. It's almost like they were, I don't know if they had uh, tap shoes on, but I remember you could hear them up there walking around. It's just annoying. Uh, but uh, you don't have to worry about that anymore. You don't have to worry about crime-ridden alleys and, and things like I mean, we're going to have... Uh, uh, you know, to and not to mention that uh, that God will be illuminating. There'll be no need for a sun or a moon. I mean, there'll be the one true sun there, uh, S O N, not S U N, but uh, will illuminate. We get to be in God's presence for all of eternity. We get to see friends and family. I mean, it's we, look at what we have uh, to look forward to. All right, but we don't need to neglect our responsibility here at, while we're here to minister and talk to others about Christ. Now, uh, there is uh, C.S. Lewis uh, that is, uh, you know, he had in his um, book, um, oh my goodness, The Problem of Pain, I got here in a second, uh, had a good, uh, good quote here. Let me get it up here. Yeah, here we go. Let's see here. Let me bring this up here so y'all can read along with me if you so desire. Scripture habitually puts the joys of heaven into the scale against the sufferings of earth, and no solution of the problem of pain which does not do so can be called a Christian one. We are very shy nowadays of even mentioning heaven. We are afraid of the jeer about pie in the sky, but either there is pie in the sky or there is not. If there is not, then Christianity is false, for this doctrine is woven into its whole fabric. So, you know, we have to... Uh, Understand, uh, like what he is saying here, that um, 
that we you know we don't need to be shy about mission. We don't need to be shy about our Christian walk. We don't need to be shy about who we are as Christians. We need to be vocal about it. And, you know, and, and I've told you this before that you know we need to witness. We need to minister. We don't need to put up and make justification for sin. We don't need to compromise with the world. We do need to speak up. We do need to speak out. But we need to do it with speaking the truth in love. We have that's the only way we're going to do it. Going around and smacking people with a family Bible. And saying, you know, it just you know, amazes me. Uh, here, uh, my dad, uh, he's got uh, uh, several degrees. He, you know, he's received several certificates from uh, um, Oxford University in, in England. And, uh, and yet, people still give him grief about his long hair. It just blows my mind. I don't guess all they're caught up on. Or something silly. If there's something silly about hair, or something silly about uh, women wearing dresses, or or some legalistic bunch of bull, whether it's hair or clothing or whatever, uh, it's insane uh, what people put on. So it turns a lot of people off when it comes to witnessing and hearing about the gospel of Jesus Christ. It turns them off. But uh, that's why we have to be careful. You know, I'm not saying you know sometimes you can't mince words. Sometimes you can't be. Uh, suave, if you will. You have to uh, 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 just be point blank. I don't like sugarcoat stuff. I just tell you the way it is. You can like it or love it or lump it or whatever it may be. I do my best to present it the best way that I can, and uh, so be it. But that's the problem. We don't have enough pastors or Christians standing up and speaking the truth and love, speaking out against the atrocities, the things that are going on in this world, and they're and just like we're re just like we're reading here that uh, they shy away from even mentioning heaven, and uh, they're too worried about uh, trying to to preach to uh, to bless your pocketbooks and your wallets. That's what too many are afraid are, are doing. So we have to be uh, uh, be careful. And, and when we mention God's promises, don't like I said before, we're going to be alienated from those in the world. They don't want to hear it. All right, they don't like it, so they're going to alienate you. And uh, you know, that's one thing I've always been proud of my kids. They've always never been afraid to speak up and to uh, stand on the side of right and to uh, tell others what God's word has to say, even at the risk of being alienated from their uh, classmates. And uh, you know, and I, and I hate it for them sometimes. I really do. I know firsthand what it's like to be a preacher's kid. I know what it's like to walk down the hall and people say, "Shh, here comes the." Goody, goody, here comes the preacher's kid. It's annoying. It gets old. Uh, and you may face that at work, you know, when you're trying to stand for what's right. And, and people say, yeah, here comes Mr. Christian or Miss Christian. Let's, you know, keep, let's be quiet because, you know, we can't say you have any fun around them. Uh, or, you know, whatever it may be, you know, or you're blasted on social media as the hate monger or the bigot or whatever it may be because you dare to speak up and stand on the whole gospel of Jesus Christ. And when you start speaking, the you know, it, it never amazes me, ceases to amaze me, that uh, individuals out there, uh, that uh, when you quote scripture, their first offense is, well, that's your interpretation. Uh, that's not how I interpret it. And I've, I've never understood that. I, I don't get that at all because it's not open to interpretation. Now, the Holy Spirit may reveal something different uh, to you, but as it does not change the interpretation. All right, it is how it is applied to the original audience. It's how it is applied today, and uh, particularly when God's word reinforces something, not only in the Old Testament but in the New Testament. You know that you know that you better better pay attention to what's being said there. You know, that's just like saying you know uh, God's word says don't uh, don't murder, uh, and uh, you know it'd be like saying, well, I, I killed five people because that's not my interpretation. I mean, that's really bad how asinine that is. You know, when people say that and. Uh, because they, they think if they can interpret the way they want to, then they can justify sin. And that's not how it works. And so you may face alienation for standing on what is right. And the way, again, the world is spinning out of control, I think that we're going to see that more and more as Christians. We're going to be alienated for standing on the side of right, just standing on the, on the true gospel of Jesus Christ. Because the world hates it. That light exposes the darkness. They can't stand it. So, you know, just like I told you before, you, uh, say if you were some old dilapidated building and, and you turn on the light and all, you're going to see bugs and scurrying big time. That's why there's one room in my house I hate it. I hate it. I'm just telling you right now, I hate it. It goes up underneath our porch. And I won't go in there. I will not go in there. I despise it. In fact, I have to go in there probably tomorrow and get a table out. And I may push my wife in and close the door and let her deal with it. <laughs> 
So, no, I'm just teasing. I've thought about it, but I won't do it. But anyway, it's just there's spider webs in there. There's a lot of bugs in there. I don't like it. There's no light in there, so I have to get a flashlight, and I've I got a broom, and I'm screaming, and, you know, I'm like a little girl. I just I don't like it, okay? So and, uh, so there's rooms like it. You open up, you flat, turn on a light, the, the bugs are going are gonna, are gonna to run. But uh, so there's people, that's the way the people are in this world. When they see you as a Christian, they're not seeing you. They're seeing what you represent. You're representing Jesus Christ. And so when they see that, that is, is going to illuminate their darkness, and they don't want to hear it. They don't want to see it, and they want to shut you up and silence you any way that you can. Why do you think you get all the trolls on social media? Every time uh, uh, the, there's something on the news uh, and, and Christians are responding, you always got the, the truckload of trolls coming in, and they're trying to say stuff to make you angry. Don't feed into it. Don't respond. You're giving them what they want. Just ignore them. That kills them worse than anything you could ever say. Let them run their mouths. If everybody would just ignore them, not pay attention to them, they, they would have no reason. Just like a, a bully. If, you, if the bully knows he's aggravating you, he's going to keep on doing it. Don't let these people get to you. Let it go. Keep, you know, just go on. All right? Uh, okay, so, um, again, we have the um, opportunity to tell others about Jesus Christ. We have that opportunity to tell others about God and what he's done for us. We can look at Philippians uh, 3, 19 through 20, talking about the city of heaven. We got that to look forward to, to talk huh, to talk to others about. I'll get out here in a second. And we can tell them why. We can look at 1 Peter 3, 15. In fact, let's look over there just real quick. Stay, keep your hand over there in Hebrews. The 1 Peter 3, 15, and I did not have a slide uh, pulled up for that. I apologize. Hebrews 3, I'm sorry, Hebrews. 1 Peter 3, 15 uh, says, But in your hearts honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you, yet do it with gentleness and respect. All right? So we uh, we, we need to be sure that we uh, remember the In fact, that's one of my daily, I have a list of verses that I go through every day as part of my, my Bible memorization, my uh, Verse memorization, and that's one of them, and uh, I love that verse. So um, let's see here. And once um, you know, you're looking at Abraham, some of these others here uh, uh, that um, trusted in God and went to uh, this new uh, new territory, new land. They didn't go back. All right, they they didn't uh, want to go back. They trusted God and stayed with that. You know, it kind of goes back to uh, uh, in airplanes. There's a point of no return. You know, if the fuel's getting low. It's better to keep going forward because there's no way you're going to make it back. And, you know, I think that's where, um, as Christians, we have to stay the course. There's no going back to where we come from. You know, just like what the, what the, the writer was talking to uh, here in Hebrews, uh, trying to persuade them because of the persecution and things that they were dealing with, it was so easy for them to want to go back to Judaism. He's trying to tell them, hey, you, you, you've reached the point of no return. You have to keep going forward. And that's what we have to do as Christians. We have to keep pushing forward. There's no looking back. All right, just kind of like I saw, no looking back, no looking back. We have to keep going forward. And we have to keep our eyes on Jesus Christ. We have to stay on the path. There's a reason why it says narrow is the way and broad is the path that leads to destruction. It's hard to stay on the right path, to stay on the right course, but there's no turning back. There's no going uh, back to where we come from. All right, we have to keep pushing forward in, in our journey as Christians. Now, he was talking about they could go back to their own home country. Again, you know, you had, um, you know, Abraham. You know, he told his servant uh, not to take Isaac back uh, to the um, uh, to their homeland. Uh, you had uh, Jacob who ran off and uh, went to the homeland for 20 years because of Esau. And he finally told La uh, was it Laban. Yeah. Anyway, um, to uh, he wanted to be released. He wanted to go back. Um, trying to think of another... Um, uh, yeah, anyway, it, 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 where Jacob ran off from Esau, I was just trying to think if there's another one to uh, to go along with it, but I can't think of any uh, one right off the top of my head. Um, when you look at, uh, again, looking at 11, 16 here in Hebrews, 
Um, you know, it says, but as they were desire a better country, that is a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared for them a city. And that's one thing. God was not ashamed of these individuals. You know, it would be a horrible thing to think that God was ashamed of me or ashamed of you. That would be a horrible thing to, to think about. Uh, man, you know, there's nothing worse. You know, uh, of course, my dad gave me spankings growing up. And uh, he didn't give me near as many as I deserved. And I'm sure a lot of you going, yeah, that's right. They should have beat his rear end daily. Well, I doubt many would disagree, but <laughs> anyway, but uh, there's nothing worse than when I would mess up and Dad would say, uh, I'm disappointed, you know, or to think that he was ashamed of me. That would kill me more than if he'd have took a belt and busted my rear end. You know, there's times that he's, he's told me, well, I'm disappointed in what you've done. You know, that killed me. And so it would kill us to think that God was ashamed of us, but when you look at these great men of, of the gospel, when you look at people like Abraham and, and so many others in God's word, and that we see here that God was not ashamed to be called their God. That if it's for he has prepared for them the city, talking about heaven, prepared that place for them. You know, to know that we're walking, even though we're imperfect. You know, it's one thing we, we've talked about several times in here, how there, there's men who have screwed up. And, and screwed up big time throughout God's word that God's grace is sufficient. He still used them. He still loved them. He did not reject them. Why? Because we're imperfect people. And to know that as long as we're trying to stay the course, that we have given our lives to Jesus Christ, that even though we mess up, God is not ashamed of us. He still loves us. He's still there for us. He's still going to encourage us. He's still going to help us. He's not going to give up on us. He loves us. And that's a wonderful thing to know, that God is not ashamed of us. And so that gives us, to me, inspiration and strength to continue the fight, to keep pushing forward. You might have messed up today. You might have messed up yesterday. You might have messed up royally, who knows, weeks ago, months ago, years ago. But guess what? God loves you. God forgives you. And guess what? you got to pick yourself up, continue the battle, and keep pushing forward. All right? Don't give up. And again, uh, we see here that uh, that God has prepared uh, that city for us, prepared that heaven, uh, the, the prepared heaven for us. You know, when we're seeking out God, you know, one thing that uh, uh, we can understand, you know, when you're talking about seeking God uh, and to desire the things of God, uh, you know, you have to look at uh, maybe being in love, all right? You know, when me and Brandy fell in love, I know that uh, my, my daughter or something are watching this are going, hey, gross. But uh, when me and I met Brandy and fell in love with her, you know, that's all I wanted to do. I wanted to be around her. I wanted to talk to her. I couldn't wait to see her. Uh, I couldn't wait to hold her hand. And I tell you what, that girl was never, ever on time. I remember in my house, I would make supper for her. You know, here we were dating. I was wanting to impress her. And uh, because I was poor and I couldn't afford to take her out, so I thought I would cook and uh, that, would, uh, <laughs> that would work. And I'd say, you know, hey, be there at the house at 7 o'clock, 7.05, 7.10, 7.15, And finally I'd see that car come putting down the road and she'd pull in. And, of course, inside I was like, and then on the outside I was like, oh, so glad you're here. And just come on in, you know. But inside I was screaming, thinking, where have you been? What have you been doing? You know. But, uh, but it's amazing, though. You know, you, know, you can see uh, these young men in college or places. They're going to school full time. They're working full time. and They don't have enough time to, to do much of anything. But when they fall in love, they magically have hours to spend with the, with the, the love of their life. Well, that's the way we need to be with Christ. That's the way we need to be with God. We need to have that desire uh, to want to be with God because he has prepared a city for us. We need that. We should have that desire to want to spend every waking moment reading God's word, understanding what he's having to say, spending that time there, looking forward to those things to come. We need to have that desire uh, for him each and every day, just like those who have had that uh, uh, desire uh, for the, the girl or the or the young lady with the boy, we need to have any more desire to want to be with God. Now, in closing here, I wanted to read um, a um, uh, little quote from Jonathan Edwards here. If I can, there we go, get this up here. If you would be so kind to indulge me. I don't know if social media might not be able to read it as good. I don't know. It looks kind of small on the page. But it says, uh, Jonathan Edwards says, God is the highest good of the reasonable creature. And the enjoyment of him is the most happiness with which our souls can be satisfied to go to heaven. Fully to enjoy God is infinitely better 
than the most pleasant accommodations here, fathers and mothers, husbands, wives or children, or the company of earthly friends. These are but streams, but God is the fountain. These are but drops, but God is the ocean. And I think I skipped a line there, didn't I? Company of earthly friends are but shadows, but enjoyment of God is a substance. These are but scattered beams, but God is the sun. Yes, I skipped a line, I'm sorry. But these, uh, but these are but streams, but God is the fountain. These are but drops, but God is the ocean. Therefore, it becomes us to spend this life only as a journey towards heaven, as it becomes us to make the seeking of our highest end and proper good the whole work of our lives, to which we should subordinate all other concerns of life. Why should we labor for or set our hearts on anything else but that which is our proper end and true happiness? So I thought that was... Uh, uh, was something that should be read in, in regards to our study this evening. So uh, just as he's saying there, you know, this, uh, what God has is more infinitely of value and importance of anything this world, or this world could ever give or provide. And that should be something that we should uh, look forward to. That's something that uh, that we should, uh, just like I was talking about with, the, with being in love, that we uh, should anticipate and look forward to each and every day. Let our love for Christ grow uh, exponentially each and every day. Let us look forward to what is to come and not get wrapped up in what, what, what is going on today. Let us close in prayer. Therefore, Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. And Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Help us, Lord Jesus, to uh, enjoy the promises that you have set before us. Uh, Lord, let us look forward to what is to come. Let us be thankful for what we have today. Lord, thank you for your grace. And Lord, thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you for your strength. And Lord, help us to serve you mightily each and every day. And Lord, uh, I just pray that for someone watching today, tonight that doesn't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you, we love you, and we praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I appreciate each everybody watching this evening, and I hope you have a great and blessed rest of the week and weekend. And Lord willing, we will meet again this Sunday uh, morning at the church at 118 Julie Lane. Dr. Vic Young will be uh, leading the uh, the message. And uh, that evening at 6 o'clock, Lord willing, we'll continue our study in Hebrews. So hope everybody has a great evening and thanks for watching.